Greetings gamers, I'm Ben Roth, I'm Shoot Kapow, and I'm Dusklight, and you're listening to Very Good Music, a VGM podcast. Well, everyone, we are back with another exciting episode, and I think we are cementing a tradition of having Dusklight join us for the fifth episode of the season. For those of you who do not remember from our Fantasy Life episode last season, Dusklight is my oldest daughter and my second oldest child after Shukapau, and she is not quite as big of a gamer as the two of us, but she does love her games, and Fantasy Life is definitely one of her favorites. But I think that if she had to pick her very favorite game, she would probably pick the one that we are featuring today. Dusklight, am I right about that? Um, probably. <laughs> and this is also one of uh, Shukapau's favorite games, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, it's up there. For those of you who did not read the title when you downloaded the episode, what game are we talking about, guys? Undertale. Undertale. Right, the 2015 just indie masterpiece uh, produced largely by Toby Fox, with some help from a few friends and contacts, but largely by Toby Fox, inspired by one of our favorite games, Shukapau Earthbound, mm -hmm. in the aesthetic and in the music, and 
if you believe MatPat of Game Theory, also some of the lore. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to be talking about all of the like crazy theories necessarily. Um, we're not going to be talking about Toby Fox all that much, specifically in this episode. This episode, well, Dusklight is going to be taking us on a musical journey. Unlike Fantasy Life, where we each picked favorite songs and talked about each song kind of in whatever order we decided, when I sat down with Dusklights to determine what we're going to do on this episode, we decided that she was going to pick the order of the songs, pick all of the songs, and just kind of take us on a journey through the game, hitting all of what she thought of as the musical high points. So... Dusklight, why don't you tell us a little bit about that opening track that we played in with. So it's called Undertale, which is the name of the game. Fittingly, <laughs> fittingly enough. And I forgot exactly like when it plays, but it's... I guess you could say the main theme of the game. Yeah, I can't remember if it actually first plays later in the game, even though the motifs have kind of been going on throughout the game. It's not what plays during the opening, like, cutscene, right? It plays when the protagonist travels throughout New Home, which is the castle, basically. Gotcha. Okay. And so this is the one time we're going out of order, but it makes sense because this is the game's title theme. And the motif definitely is there in the opening sections of the game. But it's a very nice song. It, it showcases, I think, what Toby Fox can do with melody and also with instrumentation. Like, there is there is a sadness, I think, that kind of permeates this whole soundtrack, but there's also a hopefulness to it. And this song really, I think, epitomizes that. What do y'all think? And once again, I can see you nodding, but the gamers out there can't hear you <laughs> nodding. So, <laughs> both of you. Your grandpa used to tell me the same thing when he would get me to talk with him on the radio. So. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think about this song? I like it. It's yep. very good music. Yeah, it definitely has the, the Undertale vibe going. Yeah, makes sense. That piano. Like, I think if I were to pick one instrument that Undertale, the soundtrack, really kind of hinges on, I think it would be the piano. Would you agree? Yeah. Well, you have played us in. What are you going to be playing for us next? Um, this next track is called Your Best Friend, which is played very near the beginning of the game when you first meet Flowey the Flower. Oh, I remember the first time I met Flowey. He's like, oh, that's like such a happy little dude. What kind of game is this anyway? And then... <laughs> it's a bullet hell. Run into the bullet... The friendliness pellets. Run into the bullets. Friendliness pellets. <laughs> but this is the music that plays when you first talk to him, right? Mm-hmm. What is the official name of that track again? Your Best Friend. There's something immediately off-putting about that track. 
I don't know if it's just because of what I remember of Flowey or what. He looks, like, cute and innocent at first, and then... Too cute and innocent, I think. Kind yeah. of like this music. This yeah. music, it makes me think of, like, the, the Teletubbies or something, where it's supposed to be this happy, cutesy, you know, nice little thing, but really you know that there's some sort of, like, eldritch, demon-possessed Cthulhu mess going on. And yep, that's exactly what's going on here. Yeah, not to not to give away too much too early, but Flowey would not be too out of place in FNAF. Neither would this song, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, you meet Flowey, and what happens? Um, so you meet him. You think maybe he's the tutorial person. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, it mm. seems y- uh, you've fallen down the hole. Uh, you're, you need somebody to show you how this place works. You need some love. And down here, love is shared through little white friendliness pellets. And then, so he teleports your soul into the box, and he's like, there, that, that, there's your soul. Uh, you can move it around using the... And it looks like a little red heart. Yeah. And you can move it around using the, you know, D-pad or whatever. D-pad, um, arrow keys, whatever, yeah. Choice and so then he's like, so I'm going to throw some friendliness pellets at you. Pause. Okay. So the first time you played this, first of all, did you know what was going to happen? Did you touch the pellets or did you avoid them the first time? I think it's it's been a while mm-hmm. since the first time I played, but I'm pretty sure that I avoided them. How about you, Shukapo? I'm not really sure. No. I kind of had a clue as to what was going on by the time I actually finally got around to playing this game, so I'm pretty sure I avoided them too. He doesn't like it when you avoid them. He's like, uh, bud, I think you missed them. Let's try this again. And so he does it, and they're faster this time. If you avoid them, he says, is this a joke? Are you brain dead? Run into the bullets. Friendliness pellets. (laughs) Oh, and so then he hits you, and evil demon face pops up where the friendly little flower face was. And he's about to kill you, and then with a surprisingly mild little... <laughs> a ball of fire comes... <laughs> and comes hurls him off the screen. It. Yep. And then... And this ball of fire belongs to... Toriel. Goat mom. Mama goat. <laughs> we all love her. She is precious. Toriel. So if you guys had to pick a single relative of yours who was most like Toriel, who would it be? Probably Grandma. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Grandma is my mom. <laughs> And she's very Toriel. <laughs> very Toriel. And that she is kind of clingy, and she wants to do stuff to make you like want to be around her and stay with her forever. I love you, Mom. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, but uh, I, when I tried to leave home, she did not fight me. That's I will say that. I didn't have to kill her to get away from home. So, by the way, in case... I need, I need to say it's... I just said at the beginning of the show we're going to be going through the whole, like, game. Spoiler alert for anybody who has not played this five-year-old game. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say before we get to the whole fighting thing, mm-hmm. we're going to play the next track because it's before that. Yeah. You mentioned the tutorial. Yeah. Which so, Flowey is not. Yeah. But, but it, what is the tutorial stage? Basically, Toriel is the tutorial. Home? Wait, no, Toriel. this is not home. This tutorial. is the Tutorial. <gasps> Haha, yes. Um, hey, I just got that. This is the ruins, not mm-hmm. home. 
So the ruins is where Toria lives, and uh, is also the name of the next track I'll be playing. So basically she takes you through the ruins, and she shows you all the puzzles that are in the ruins, and she helps you solve them, and uh, then she takes you to her house, which is like this cute little... And the ruins song plays in her house too, right? Uh, no... I forgot which oh. uh, track plays in her house. But uh, Ruins plays in The Ruins. Okay, yeah. And it's better. <laughs> Which I remember is kind of like the second second theme I heard, but the first like main theme that I heard in the game, because the other ones were kind of short, didn't last that long. It's a nice piece. Chukapau, I want you to talk about this one a little bit, because you actually almost picked this for an episode that we almost did, back when we were going to possibly do like tutorial stages and training levels. I remember you saying you thought about picking this one. Why do you think this one is one of the first ones that came to mind? Well, it's a good solid theme, good for a first level. And it does a good job with the whole feel of ruins. There's kind of a reverb on the instruments here where there's a little bit of an echo, so it almost sounds like it could be in a big, like, open, stony place. It also just has that kind of simplicity to it where you can hear it for a long time, because you probably will, and it's not going to grate on you. It's, it's a relaxing theme that still has that kind of hint of mystery to it. That's quite. What about you? What do you think? I like this theme. I don't know, like, why exactly. I <laughs> just, I just like it. You, you could probably say that about pretty much all the songs you put on your list tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still only really a fraction of the whole soundtrack. This is a huge soundtrack. I this love game. this soundtrack. And it's it's all it's so good. It's really really good. If you go and listen to another Undertale podcast episode, of which there have been several, you will get a different list of songs, because these are specifically the ones that Dusklight thinks are the musical high points for this little journey she's taking us through. So, definitely go check out more, and if you have not played this game yet, give it a shot. 
anybody can at least try this game and get some enjoyment out of it. It's a really, really good game. Another person that we meet in the ruins, well, another monster that we meet in the ruins, because down here in the underground, they're all monsters. Except for you. Except you might actually be the biggest monster of all. Hmm. We'll get to that, that later. <laughs> we'll get to that later. But anyway, I'm not going to be playing his theme. It's called Ghostbite. You can look it up. It's it's good. The character is named Napstablook. Aren't you going to be playing his theme at the end of the episode? Ha 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 ha. No. <laughs> we'll get there too, gamers. <laughs> Napstablook is a sweet, sad, adorable little ghost, and. When you first meet him, he's lying on the floor because he's just so depressed he can't move. And then you cheer him up, maybe. Or you maybe kill him. It's well, just... you can't kill him. He's a ghost. All right. You could beat him up. Or you can spare him, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not a monster, then you spare him. And then he's not as depressed anymore. And he's like, yay, well, I I'm gonna go... I'm gonna go well, home. I'm gonna go float around somewhere else. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'll run into you later. You know, if you want. <laughs> oh, this game. Alright. Yeah. So, what theme are you going to play next? The next theme I'm going to play is called Heartache. Oh, and it is. This, this whole scene. So, what happens, the story of this theme is so Toriel takes you to your home after you're done, uh, to her home, her home after you're done going through the ruins. And. So she takes you to a little room and she says, you can stay here as long as you like. And you have to leave to progress in the game. But she wants you to stay because all of the other humans that have left, they've all been killed. And at this point, you don't even know who lived there before the other humans. Yeah. You get this feeling like the place has an almost haunted feel to it. And like other people or monsters obviously used to live there. Now it's just Toriel, with her books and her cinnamon butterscotch pie. Oh yeah, she gives you this. She gives you a slice of her pie. Which we have made some cinnamon butterscotch pie. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's kind of a pain to make, but it's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a good pie. It is. And In game too, it, it's what? one of the most OP items. <laughs> it like is the most OP item. And for those of you who don't know, one of the unique things about this game is that. When you play it, first of all, it remembers what you've done. Second of all, it has a kind of choose-your-own-path sort of thing that determines how the rest of the game goes, similar to other games like Fable. But this game is designed for multiple playthroughs, because you can't really get to the true ending of the game unless you've played through it at least once already. Yes. Um, the major choice that you have is to kill or not to kill. That is the question. <laughs> the reason that Heartache is such a heartache of a song and a scene, is that this is like the one time when you don't have a choice. Am I right about that? Because you, well, can't, you can't spare Toriel. You can spare Toriel, which me and uh, Shukapal over here, we did not know that on our first playthrough. So we, had, we killed her because we thought we had no choice. But you can spare her. If I'm right, you have to go through some of her attacks, and you just have to keep on, like, talking you, have, you don't talk to her, like, you don't act at all. You just have to keep sparing her over and over. And she'll finally, like, break down and be like, okay, you... Okay, just, just leave. Okay, you can go. Maybe I did do that. Be careful. Hmm. But 
you know, if you kill her, you're a heartless monster and you should go. <laughs> Either that or but, you don't know how Undertale works. <laughs> I mean, we could get in deep. There are some people who don't know how to leave a harmful relationship without violence. And then there are some people who can make a clean break and cut things off without the need to metaphorically kill the other person. They can just they make their exit. And there's a lot of that kind of like psychological and relationship nuance in Undertale that I really, really enjoyed. And this is one of those things because, I mean, technically, you could stay with Toriel forever and you'd be happy. She's sweet. She'll take care of you. She'll give you butterscotch pie. Probably die early of diabetes and malnourishment. <laughs> I mean, because you are underground and there's not really a whole lot of human diet down here. But you'll be happy until you do. Or you can go and fight through this gauntlet of monsters to try to get back up to the human world, which, let's face it, even when it's not 2020, isn't necessarily the best place to live. <laughs> also, why did you fall down this mountain in the first place? Because you're a stupid kid. Well, but why were you on the mountain? You were trying to get away from kid. the creepers and the skeletons. So you climbed up the mountain and you fell in the cave. With the creepers and the skeletons? No, you fell past that. What? You fell through the bedrock. And that's how you ended up in the underground. If you fall through bedrock, you die, though. Yeah. Maybe you are dead in Undertale. <gasps> Maybe it's purgatory. And that's why the decisions matter so much. Gas. Okay, anyway, we're getting way off on a tangent. <laughs> but, I mean, it's an Undertale episode. People are probably expecting that kind of thing. But. Yes. All right, let's. Uh, let's get, into, let's get into some heartache. back but are we really or yeah. are we still lost in the song I th yeah i think we're back mm. that's a really good song though it's one you could get lost in yeah my music theory teacher would have had a field day with this song <laughs> <laughs> toby fox is so good 
Like, just listen back to this song, people, and especially like the part where it goes into that sort of rocking middle section where he takes the chip scale, and then he goes back into ah, so good. I also love what he does with light motif. Dad, stop talking about musical terms. You know what light motif is. We're supposed to talk about what? musical terms. It's a music podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what leitmotif is? No. Chukapa, what is leitmotif? Leitmotif is like the sort of theme of the character that is used throughout the game. Yeah, it's like a recurring theme. It's usually attached to one character. Like, what, what's Luke's theme in Star Wars? Yes, there you go. So that's leitmotif because it comes back at various points in the game. Toby Fox does wonders with motif and light motif in this game. This theme, we were talking about it because it reminded me of something. I'm like, what is this other song? And you're like, oh, it's this one. Yeah, we're going to play that later, too. So gamers, you'll just have to hang on for that. But there's a reason that it sounds like that other song. Because there's a reason for everything in this game. <laughs> a reason for everything. So, after you get away from Toriel, what happens next? So, you walk through the big, huge double doors leading out of the ruins. <sighs> There's... Don't let Grandpa hear you say that. That's his least favorite redundancy. Big huge. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a title. Yes, there's a title. Undertale. <laughs> By Toby Fox. So anyway, there's snow and trees. And also, if you there's a bush right next to the doors. If you click on that bush, it says, What's this? There's a camera hidden in the bush. We'll get back to that later. So you keep walking. I don't think I ever noticed that. Oh yeah, I okay. was I was just messing around and I was like, oh, there's a bush. And so I clicked on it and it's like... I'm so proud of you. That's what good gamers do. Yeah. They click and on then everything. I, and, I and I realized, where, and I realized what the camera was. Which, we'll get back to that later. But anyway, so you walk through this little snowy path. And then, if you're quick, you'll see something at the edge of the screen. Right when you pass the first two double trees. The first two trees that are like right next to each other. It's very well hidden, but there's a silhouette right at the edge of the screen. And then, I think I might have this flipped, but you walk over a branch and you keep going, and then it crack, it snaps with a noise, and you go back and it's broken in half. Somebody's killing all the branches. Somebody's oh no. following you. Ooh. And so you walk. And you get to this bridge, and there's like wooden bars over it, but they're like really wide. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you can still like walk right through, but you get stopped as you step on the bridge. And then there's this sound of snow crunching under footsteps, slowly getting closer crunch, to you. Crunch, crunch. And you see this silhouette walking mm -hmm. towards you. And as it approaches you, it you says, realize it's wearing house shoes and wonder how it was making so much noise. Yeah. <laughs> and it says, Is this how you greet a new pal? Turn around and shake my hand. You turn around, reach out your hand. <laughs> and it stands! Oh, it stands the skeleton. Which well, I'm pretty sure... Most of you have heard of, and if you have not heard of him, get out from under the rock you've been living under. <laughs> if because he's the anything, biggest meme. If you've seen anything from Undertale, it's Sans. Like, yes. he's all over the place. He's in Smash Bros, for crying out loud. As a costume, but as the best-looking costume yes, in the history of Smash. Yes, 
he's Sam's. Yep. I'm pretty sure I do not have to explain him because most yeah. of you will probably know, but I'm gonna explain him anyway, cause. Cause that's what the episode's about. Yeah. Cause <laughs> so he's just this small, kind of fat skeleton. Mm -hmm. You don't know how mm -hmm. he's fat because mm -hmm. he's a skeleton. He's big boned. But <laughs> no, he's not. All right, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, Continue. so he wears this blue jacket over a white t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pink house shoes. And pink house shoes, yes. And black shirt shorts. Yes. He is the he's the jokester. He's just the guy that doesn't care about anything. I probably should have played the theme before that I was going to play because it's the theme of this entire place. But Which is called Snowden. Well, let's go ahead and play it. And well, we'll the come theme. Back. No, no, this this theme plays before Snowden. Well, no, that's Snowden Town. This the whole place is called Snowden. Well, well yeah, but. So wait, wait, what are you, what are we talking about? Uh, so, so it basically like the order of the music is this theme, because but before it you're just like walking through and completely silent. Oh yes, you are. And then and then you turn around and you meet Sans and then and then his theme, uh, not his theme, but uh, Sans's Sans theme. So yes, yeah, Sans's theme. It's just Sans with a period at the end. Mm -hmm. His theme plays, which uh, I'm not going to be playing because uh, I already have all the songs. But you can listen to it later. It's really peppy and like. Yep. Yeah. Like a happy Earthbound theme. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, so this what? theme. What theme? Snowy. Snowy. Uh, okay. There's two themes that play for Snowden. There's Snowy, and then there's Ua So Temperate. Um, <laughs> they both play in different. Snowy. We're playing Snowy. Uh, I forgot exactly which parts like they play in, but Snowy is like the theme, and it's really good, and I like it. Okay. So I decided to play this one, and so we should listen to it now. Kind of like, also like Earthbound, you've got this really reflective, thoughtful, pensive, I don't know how many Beautiful. other synonyms I can think of for that, 
Yeah, it's it's just really ethereal. It, it sounds like snow. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. and I love it. Like if I were going to recite um, Robert Frost's Walking by Woods on a Snowy Evening, I would play this song in the background. <laughs> Whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. Anyway, so... But well, yeah, yeah. The, this so song is good. Just, yeah, it's just it's a nice little piano-y theme. Which plays while you walk through the forest. Pretty violin. Yeah, you were looking up where this plays to yeah. kind of clue us in geographically on or yeah. geographically on where we are. So yes, it plays while you walk through the Snowden forests, which is kind of like the wild area outside yeah. of Snowden Town. Now we're gonna talk about the next track, which is uh, the theme for a. An amazing character in this game who we all love. And his name is Papyrus. <laughs> and so while you're walking uh. through, you get stopped multiple times by Sans and his younger brother, younger but taller brother, sort of like the Mario Bros. Papyrus. I love the first time you see Papyrus in the game. Because Sans it has got you is... hidden behind this conveniently shaped lamp. Yes, and it's shaped exactly like you. <laughs> it's, it's just exactly and like you. And then he keeps, trip. like, trying to get Papyrus to look behind the lamp, like, hinting yeah. at him subtly. And Papyrus and is just, just, like, yelling just, at him for wasting time. He just doesn't get it. He's just like, Sans, <laughs> why weren't you so manning your post? Oblivious. Like, He's uh, such a little kid. He, he is. He's a little boneheaded kid, and he's so cute. I know. <laughs> and so you get stopped multiple times by him and Sans. And Sans is just like this, you know, I don't really care kind of guy. But Papyrus has all these, like, traps set for you. Because he, he wants to he's join... He's very driven. And yes, he wants to join... The Royal Guard. The Royal Guard! <laughs> stop. Okay. Um, so he wants to join the Royal Guard, which is like... The royal guard. It's just the, yeah. yeah it's it, like, you don't really have to explain that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so he's, he set out a bunch of traps to capture a human, which you are a human. Uh, and so uh, you pretty much like foil all those traps and you get to Snowden Town. And it's not difficult. Yeah, it's really not it's real, difficult. Yeah. Just case in point. One of them... It's this rotating, like, series of squares, and he goes oh, into yeah. extreme detail about what each one will do, and how and it's a puzzle it's you just, have to solve, well, and then he pushes a button, and the squares all, like, r randomly pop around, and then they're supposed to end up in a random order, and the order they end up in just happens to give you a path straight across. <laughs> yes, but really, that is his fault, because it's like a randomizer thing, mm -hmm. but like when it happens, he just stares at it for a second, and then he just goes... But Papyrus isn't even good at luck. Like, yeah, he's not. That's the thing. When it happens, he just kind of stares at it, and then he's like... He just walks away. It's like, I'm done. He <laughs> <laughs> spins away. Yep. Yep. And so, you foil all those traps, and you get stoned in town. And then after, you know, you look around and whatever, and maybe get the wrong number song, which is sort of like a randomizer thing that mm -hmm. happens in the game. Uh, but, so yeah. So you walk through the thing, town, you go to this, like, snowy path next to a river, mm -hmm. and so you walk forward, and the screen just sort of, like, crystallizes. It, like, starts turning white. And then when it gets all the way white, it just goes back to normal, and then Papyrus is standing there, and you're standing there. And he's talking to you, and he's like, 
Uh, you've foiled all my traps, human, and so I'm going to fight you. Uh, I'm warning you, it won't be easy. And so this is his battle theme. And I mean, he's not a total pushover. Yeah, he's uh, his it, his attacks. Yeah, it's a reasonable battle. Yeah, sure. it's really not. It's it's really not easy, but it's it's like a mid level fight. Yeah, yeah. You you could very feasibly die, but you probably won't more than like. Well, this. you won't die because uh, when you have like one health left, he's like, um, "I'm not gonna kill you, human. I'm gonna take you to my garage and wait for Undyne to show up." But uh, you can like escape from the garage because it's locked from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Which sums up papyrus. Yeah, just it's, everything. Yeah. So we've danced around it a little bit, but the theme you're playing, of course, is Bone Trousel. Yes. I love this theme. It's, it's probably my favorite it's fight theme his in the game. Favorite. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> The Great Papyrus! <laughs> so yeah, you spare him because you're not a complete monster, uh, and you don't want to kill him. Uh, it, it's, it would be like shooting a puppy. Yeah! Like, ugh, you just don't do it. He's so great. I've done it before. Yeah, me too. <laughs> His head falls off. <laughs> yeah, it's actually kind of funny. Yep, yep. Until you get to Sans later. But and that's a whole like, different thing. The dirty brother killer. <laughs> <laughs> So after Snowden, you go to a place called Waterfall. Waterfall. Which is like. But don't sort go of, chasing him. Sort don't of. Go chasing waterfalls. Sorry, go ahead. Which is sort of this dark, like. It's too old a reference of for you guys. Anyway. Eerie. I say that with quotations. Eerie. Sort of eerie Lots place. Of ears all over the place. <laughs> with it's like dark with like these glowing flowers. Mm -hmm. But the theme that plays flowers. in it is so pretty. It is. I remember the waterfall theme. Yeah. Are we going to be playing it with the waterfall sound? Um, uh, maybe. I'm okay. not sure. We'll, we'll see. We'll, Either way. Yeah, we Because it's nice when you hear it in-game, but it's also nice when you hear it away from that waterfall sound. Yeah. But... And so, waterfall is the place where, uh, so this place where you meet Temi. <laughs> Temi! Uh, and Tem Village, which we're, I'm going to be, we're going to be playing Tem Shop for the blooper reel. Uh, Perfect song for it. And so Temmy is like this little cat dog thing. Timmy is the Mr. Saturn of this game. Yeah, it's... But uh, yeah, it's a little, Tem Ding. is a little cat dog thing. When you go to Tem Village, Boing. all are Tem, and that's T-E-M. Yes. Tem. Zoom. Everyone there is a Temmy. I am Temmy. It's, it's sort of, and this is my friend Temmy. <laughs> it's it's sort of like an old uh, SNES JRPG. Like there's just no context. It just is there, and you're like, 
Oh, hey, oh, cool. What am I supposed to do here? It's also the only place where you can sell things in the entire game. Mm. And it's, like, hidden. It's it's kind of not that hard to find, though. You just gotta go down by the corner of the screen and then go down. You just go down. Yep. Go down and down and down from Purgatory and end up in <laughs> Ten Village. So Ten Village is hell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm no. Timmy, and don't forget my friend! <laughs> Hi, I'm Bob. <laughs> I'm Bob. <laughs> and so, yeah, so we're kind of getting game. off track, but anyway, so... And one of the Timmies has a hard-boiled egg that it's waiting for... It's waiting for, for it to waiting hatch. Waiting for it to hatch. It's Maybe it's a, a dragon mom. egg. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it's a dragon egg. If it's a hard-boiled dragon egg, that, that took a really hot flame. So anyway, let's <clears> get into Waterfall. was Waterfall. You know, it's really cute because at the end of every song, you queue up the next one and you get this look on your face like, ah, that's the next one. <laughs> yeah, because they're all so great and I love them. But this next one, I really like. Oh, and the one after that. <laughs> this one, before we get to those, was really good. It is pretty at the beginning and then it gets kind of scary. Yeah, like, because that's this place. It's I mean, like, it's really pretty, but it's also creepy. Yeah. It's ominous. It's a, it is a dark place. Which is also good because... It's sort of good because of the character that you fight here. Mm-hmm. And she... I love her so much. She's your favorite. She's not like... Well, I... I really like her. I don't know if I have a favorite character in this game because I really like them all. Yeah. You come to love them. Except Who's your I'm favorite character in the game? I don't know. I mean, it... It might be Sans... I don't know. I know his favorite character. 
Bedroth's favorite character is Papyrus. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, about this next Papyrus, character. All the time. Her name is Undyne. And Papyrus really looks up to Undyne. Yeah, he she's the leader of the Royal Guard. Yep. Um, and she's like this really like She's just this this ripped tough fish lady. Yeah, courageous fish lady. And she's amazing. <clears throat> she is. She's awesome. She's yeah. super awesome. And so these next two themes, uh, the first one is her neutral and pacifist theme, which is called Spear of Justice. And that's where if so far you have killed like a few people, but or, not everyone. Or, or nobody. Killed yeah, I don't nobody. know. I've yeah. killed like maybe a few people. I don't know. <laughs> you know, just a couple of like, you know, like maybe a couple of froggets and maybe like a, you know, that one ice cap. That one ice cap. Yeah, but but not I didn't kill any major people, you know. Yeah, like like I don't <laughs> I didn't, know. I didn't kill Toriel for crying out loud. I didn't kill Papyrus. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, yeah, so Spear of Justice. Does this music play during the part where like all the crazy psionic spear things come at you and stuff? No, that is um that's the part that happens right before you fight Undyne, and it's yeah. crazy. Like, it's yeah, like, the hardest part two, of the game up to this point. There are two bridge parts. Yes. One, you have to, like, run through this bridge, like, run up and down and stuff while she's shooting spears down at you <laughs> from above. And then the other one, she's shooting spears up at you in, like, these random patterns, and you have to dodge all... You have to dodge the spears before they hit you, uh, and you have to... It's sort of, The second bridge thing is sort of like a maze. Like, you have to, like, find yeah. your way through to the end. Yep. Um, and so Undyne, sort of her, like, reason is she believes that all humans are, like, awful, which <coughs> we are. <coughs> well, she's like a monster xenophobe, somebody who's afraid of everybody I mean, who's not like her. I mean, not really, because all the monsters are different. Well, yeah, but they're all monsters. Yeah, but she's not really, like, she doesn't, like... They don't seem to have the same problems with, like other members of their species who are slightly different from them as humans do. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <clears throat> anywho. They uh, actually may not even all be the same species, but, you know, they're all part of the same culture, which is really weird. It's like the opposite of what humans are. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Undyne is working for King Asgore, who mm -hmm. is the king of the monsters. Yep. And he's sort of the dude that Toriel warned you about, and he's the one who killed all the other human kids. And we'll find out more about him a little bit later. Yeah. But yeah, so... Undyne works for him. She has a vendetta against humans. Yes. And so she is trying to protect all of her fellow monsters from you. Yes. Um, now, um, you and I were just talking, Dusklight, about how you have kind of an extra theme. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to play these back to back. We'll have people hear uh, Spear of Justice yes. first, and then after that we're going to hear... Battle Against a True Hero, which is her genocide theme. Mm -hmm. And in this... Uh, it's a fantastic yes, song. They're it, both really good. My personal favorite is Battle Against a True yes, Hero. Yes, I love I love Battle Against a True Hero. But Spear of Justice is, like, really good. Do you have a preference between these two, Shoot Kapow? I don't know. I, they're, they're both great. Yep. Well, gamers, y'all can listen. Let us know in the comments which one you like the best. If you can make a choice. Let us know if you can't make a choice as well. But before we actually get into them, Dusklight, any final thoughts? Um, so in Battle Against a True Hero, this is the genocide where you've killed everybody so far, including Toriel and Papyrus, you monster. <sighs> uh, so you kill her, 
Like, you kill Undyne. But then, she gets super determined. And so determination is like the whole thing of this game. There are six different soul traits. Determination, Integrity, Patience, Kindness, Justice, Bravery, and... That was six. Yeah, that was six. <laughs> um, determination, like these soul traits, I think they're only traits that humans can have. And so, but Undyne, she gets super determined. And she, she melds back together out of dust, and she turns into Undyne the Undying. Which is like this super, <laughs> super strong Undyne. She just, she's amazing. We haven't talked a whole lot about the physics of the fights in this game, but this game, another way it's really interesting is that it's part RPG, part visual novel, but also part bullet hell. Because the way that you control your little heart, soul in the middle of the bottom of the screen, you have to dodge the character's attacks. And with Undyne, part of that involves having to move a little shield around with the uh, with the arrows or D-pad. And the arrows that fly at you are supposed to represent her spears. And some of them, before they fly at you, will actually zoom around and come at you from the opposite direction. Yeah. And it gets really, really hard. Especially like, in the Undyne... Uh... In, in the Undying the Undying fight, mm -hmm. it's really hard. I've like, seen you guys do this fight, and uh -huh. I've only done a neutral run so far, so I don't know how I would do on, on, on yeah. a genocide run. Because you haven't even beat Asgore. No, my uh, my old man reflexes are not what they used to be, and I don't have as much determination because I have so many other things to do. <laughs> That's why I like yeah. games like Breath of the Wild, where you can just wander around and beat up a bunch of monsters until you get strong enough to just go through the game without trying. <laughs> imagine if imagine if Square Enix released uh, an RPG bullet hell. I mean, I they'd have to hire Toby Fox to do the music. <laughs> I think that we should play these themes. Yeah, we've, I mean, we talked enough, definitely, for two themes. Yeah. So, yep. Let's get into the two themes for the character of Undyne. First, Spear of Justice, and, and then... And then, Battle Against a True Hero.
So those were Undyne's two fight themes. And aren't they amazing? They are amazing. I like Battle Against True Hero the best. Yeah, it's so good. It goes through like this, It's so epic. Like, it goes through like this story. Like you can like hear a story in the song. See, to me, that's how Toriel's theme was. Um, more so, I think, than Bone Trousel, but that's mostly because Papyrus doesn't really have much of a story. He he's just, just like, he's, he's just a force this, of nature. He's just this little kid. He's like baby Loki. Oh, he is? Except he's like less chaotic and more adorable. He, yeah, he really is. He, you know who actually reminds me a lot of Papyrus, even though I haven't seen much of him because I haven't watched the series like y'all have? Uh, King from the Owl House. Yes! Oh, yeah. <gasps> King is Papyrus! <laughs> oh man! Uh, Adam, Adam Hirsch would do a great job voicing Papyrus. <laughs> Alex Hirsch? Alex Hirsch. I don't know this stuff. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh, those are some great themes. They are. For honestly. a very, very strong character. So anyway, so after you fight Undyne, uh, so your fight, um, your pacifist slash neutral fight takes you into the next area, which is Hotland. And so she stops fighting you because it's too hot for her. Like, because she's wearing this huge suit of armor and she's Mm -hmm. a fish. Yep. Uh, And so it's like too hot and she gets dehydrated and she like falls down and there's a cooler of water nearby. And so you can choose to either, um... Leave her to fry. (laughs) Yes, uh, or take the water and pour it on her, which then she'll get back up, she'll look at you, she'll look around, and then she'll walk away. She'll just leave you there. And so, uh... Then, um, if you're doing the pacifist route, later you can go back and go to her house with Papyrus, and, uh, like befriend her and you guys will become friends yay <laughs> yay and then so uh but anyway what we're talking about now is hotland and so the track i'm playing now is the track for hotland which is called another medium uh and so basically hotland is just like this really hot place yeah music from barrel volcano from super mario rpg just like popped into my head even though it's not really anything like hotland's music it's just i don't know <laughs> Um, and <laughs> so this is a place where um, Alphys lives. So she's like this little nervous dinosaur lady, lizard scientist lady. And she's she's adorable. Like, she's a different kind of adorable than Papyrus, but she's amazing. She is. Um, and so you meet her and she's like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, it's the human. I haven't, like, I, I haven't gotten dressed. I'm like, oh my gosh. And so she's You're like... You're like a celebrity who showed up yeah, to and this she's person's like, house. And she's girling. like, yeah. And so she's like, uh, so, sorry, sorry. So anyway, I'm Alphys. And so you can see this screen uh, by her door, and it's like, it has you on it. And so that camera I was talking about earlier... So she has cameras hidden, like, everywhere, and so she's pretty much just been watching you. <laughs> like, a creeper, except she's not a creeper. She also she's seems to be, like... There's a difference. Yeah, she's, like, keeping tabs on every single yeah. inch of the underground. Yeah. So. so she's the royal scientist. Yeah. Um, And so she is, you know... Uh, I probably shouldn't talk too much right now, so I'll talk after we play the theme. And what is this theme? Another medium, the Hotland theme.
That so, transition at the 120 mark was... Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was really cool. Um, so that's another medium. And so, anyway, uh, what I was saying earlier about Alphys and whatever. So she's talking to you, and then you hear this thud, like, mm. on the wall. Uh-huh. Mm. And so it keeps getting louder. Mm. And then finally there's a crash mm. with, with, like, a mm. white screen. And so, uh... Thank you for the sound effects, son. <laughs> uh, and then you see... Before we get there, I want to say one thing about this theme. Because this is a really... It's, it's a solid theme. It's really good. We haven't uh, talked about it too much. The beginning of this theme, where it, like, trades back and forth between the piano and that digital synth sound, is... It's so Undertale. Like, <laughs> that, that... Toby Fox did wonders with just making the synth, like the traditional video game sounds, part of the orchestration in this game. And it, it, it's just really, really, really great composition. Really good stuff. Yeah. This theme is a sleeper hit for me, uh, because the more I listen to it, the more I just like love it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, what do we see on the screen? So, Alphys is just like, so while the bang was happening, Alphys is just like, do you hear that? And then, like, right before the screen goes white, she's just like, oh no. And so, on the screen, there's this little rectangular robot guy with arms and, like, a little wheel. Yeah. And he just goes, oh yes! <laughs> and his name is Metaton. Metaton. He is the glamour guy, he's the star of the underground. What and an he fight. is amazing. <laughs> oh, his fight. I hated his fight. So the next one we're going to be doing is his fight. His theme that plays while he's in his like regular box form is called Metal Crusher. <laughs> you can look it up. It's, yep, it's good. It's, it's a good, good little thing. Yeah, and so uh, while you're going through Hotland, he has like these little games for you, and they're like, he's like really sadistic. <laughs> he's, I mean, yeah. he's a robot. He, he has, yeah, he, he has, has absolutely AI. no like, he's just, like. He has no compassion or like. Yeah, he's a total sociopath. He has zero understanding at all of like life and how it might matter to some people. <laughs> yeah, and so he's just like this, like sadistic robot guy. Yeah. But we all love him. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe you do. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure like a lot of people don't like him, but. A lot of he, people He's do. a popular character, yeah. for sure. Um, and so when you fight him... He's the diva. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you go through, and then you get to the core, which is... The core is... The core and the theme that is his fight theme, it, they're like, sort of, like the same melody. Mm -hmm. uh, the core is just There's a bit... Motif again. Yeah, the core is just a bit different than his theme. Okay. Uh, so that's why I'm playing his theme instead. Because not his theme. Even <laughs> there is a track called his theme. We will tell you when we're actually talking about quote his theme unquote. <laughs> yes. Okay, now, but anyway, his so refers to Metaton. But, and what is his theme called? Uh, his theme is called Death by Glamour, which is so Metaton. <laughs> it's so meta. Whoa, that's meta. Ton. Ton. Um, so are we ready to listen to the song? Yeah, um, first, I'm gonna talk about like his. His EX form. So when you get there, he's like, uh, this is gonna be my final show before I leave the underground to perform to all the humans. 
Uh, and it's this. the most underwhelming final form ever. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Just kidding. <laughs> look it up. It's it's just look up Metaton EX. Uh, so you can go through like his first phase, quote unquote, uh, which is just like him throwing a bunch of like lightning bolts at you, or you can skip it. You can skip his entire montage, entire thing, and you can tell him to turn around and flip the switch on his back. <laughs> You're like, oh look, there's a mirror behind you. And he's like, what? Where? I can't. Uh, I can't. Like, I can't pass up the chance to see myself in a mirror well, <laughs> or something. I, yeah. Yeah, he's something like that. And then he's. But better written because it's written by Toby Fox. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and so then you flip the switch on his back, and he's like. Oh, you're just so selfish, aren't you? You couldn't wait to see my final form. The screen goes white, and he's in his Metaton EX form. And it's it's like this robot guy. He's got, like, actual arms and legs, and his face is like... He's basically like Michael Jackson, the robot. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who pink. know who Michael Jackson is. <laughs> yes, like pink. Yeah. Anyway... Now it's time for him to sentence you to death. By glamour. Glamour, and yes, it was because the first time I fought him, I died so many times. Me too. I hated this. Fight. I hate his fight. Like sometimes even more than. Uh, I think when I did my first actual like pacifist playthrough, this was the first fight where I actually died. Yeah, uh, me too. Like, cause I sometimes still die on this fight because it's like really hard. I sometimes hate it even more than the uh, battle against a true hero fight. 
because it's like awful if you don't know like all the correct things to do. Mm -hmm. So you gotta raise his ratings up to 10,000 to get the fight. And so you can make it easier by like blowing off his arms and legs. Uh, which usually happens like that is one way to get ninety percent of the time. Uh, you know our downloads haven't been great this much. You uh, hold still. <laughs> oh no! Wait, what? Oh wait, this is an audio medium. Dang it! Okay, just just make it sound like I'm blowing off your arms and legs. <laughs> wait, hold on. Okay, never mind. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> um. So yeah. So, uh, anyway, the next track I'm going to be playing is an all-pacifist theme, uh, so it only plays during the pacifist round. One note about the music on that last one. Some of the best use of, like, robot sound in, uh, yes. in a theme that I've ever heard. It's really good. Yes. Okay, so anyway, so I'm going to talk about the pacifist route for a bit here. So you go back to Anand's house and you become friends with her and whatever, uh, and then, like, you get to Holland, and you beat Metaton, and you walk down the hallway with Althus, and so she talks with you and stuff, and then she's like, uh, you know, have, have fun fighting Asgore and whatever. <laughs> and so, but you can go back. Like, uh, so you go in the elevator. I actually, it's been a while since I've done the pacifist route, so I can't, like, remember exactly what happens here, but, like, there's a part where you go back to the lab, uh, Talfs' lab, mm -hmm. and there's, she's behind the door, wait, no, no, there's a, I can't, I can't remember exactly what happened, and it's so sad, because I can't <laughs> explain it, uh, but basically what happens is, so, you do a thing, and, and there's a thing with Papyrus and Undyne and Alphys, okay. uh, that happens, and so then at the end of that, Papyrus and Alphys go off with Undyne to do something, but then Papyrus calls you on your phone that Toriel gave you, um, and he says, Alphys went home early, uh, something about something that I can't remember right now. <laughs> uh, um, so you go back to the lab, and she's in, she's behind the little, her little door, mm -hmm. uh, with her feet like tapping nervously on the floor, and there's a note written like on the floor of the lab. And it says, so I'm looking at, I'm, I've looked it up and I'm kind of on the wiki right now and I'm going to read what happens. Yeah, that works. I do that sometimes. And so uh, it says, this area is the point of no return for the true pacifist route. Upon entering the true lab, the true pacifist route can no longer be aborted and most of the underground becomes inaccessible until the epilogue. The information that can be gathered in this location provides an insight on Alphys' personality and some of, some of the causes of her anxiety, insecurity, and lack of self-esteem, as well as, as some detail about how she and Metaton began to grow more distant. The amalgamates are introduced, along with the details about Alphys' experiments with human souls in an attempt to find a way to destroy the barrier. So the amalgamates. These are what happens when monsters are mixed with determination. So Alphys, she's been experimenting down in this true lab, mm -hmm. which is uh, where this theme I'm going to be playing, this is where this theme takes place. And so she's experimenting with human souls and monsters, trying to find a way to mix a human soul and a monster soul so that they can destroy the barrier and be free. By the way, a long time ago, uh, monster got out of the underground and... What? No, what happened what, is... What happened? What happened is, uh, 
the monsters and the humans, they both lived above ground. And then they had a huge war, and then the humans won, and then they sealed the monsters underground with a magic spell that created the barrier, which only a human and a monster can break. And so you fall down, and then you go through the thing. And so if you're doing the true pacifist route, you have to go through this place. You Like, you have to. And so the amalgamates are mixtures of human souls and monster souls. And they're like these half-formed, melted things. And they're, like, terrifying. Mm. Uh, and this place is, like, the creepiest place in Undertale. Except for the Gaster Room, which only happens if there's, like, a certain thing in, <laughs> in the game's code. Yeah. Um, but this place is the True Lab and stuff. The note that you find on the floor of the lab says, Hey, thanks for your help back there. You guys... Your support means a lot to me, but as difficult as it is to say this, you guys alone can't magically make my own problems go away. I wanted to be a better person. I don't want to be afraid anymore. And for that to happen, I have to be able to face my own mistakes. I'm going to start doing that now. I want to be clear. This isn't anyone else's problem but mine. But if you don't ever hear from me again, if you want to know the truth, enter the door to the north of this note. You all at least deserve to know what I did. And that's what's written on the note. And you go into the elevator, and it brings you down to the true lab. And that's where you hear this theme? Yes. And what is the name of the theme? The name of this theme is Here We Are. Here we are. 
And was, there we were. <laughs> there we were indeed. I was picking up some real Earthbound vibes at the beginning of that song. Kind of like, what's it called? The Cave of the Past or whatever? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that this theme is in the pacifist, like the true yes. pacifist run, because it because sounds... Because it's so creepy. And it's super intense, And it too. gives you such insight into, like, Alphys's mental... Her mental state and, like, how she is. She's traumatized, like... Like, she's, like... Extreme. I'm gonna talk about W.D. Gaster for a second. He was the royal scientist before Alphys. And he created the core. And so... Is it canon that he stands in Pyrus' dead? No, but that's what most people like to think. And that's what I like to think, because okay. it's like, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, but anywho. Sort of. But nobody remembers him. Like, so he... The way he sort of, like, died, uh, he fell into the core. That's what most people say. Like, he fell into it, and he just sort of, like, disintegrated. So he's in the game's code, and I mentioned before the Gaster Room. Mm -hmm. So there's this thing called the Fun Value, where you can get, like, a bunch of different stuff, like the wrong number call in the Gaster Room, and the this one other thing that I forgot the name of, but it has, like, a bunch of songs, and they're all, like, creepy. <laughs> uh, so there's this one place in Waterfall, so there's a room, and then you go through, like, the screen transition to go into the next room. But sometimes, if the fun value is 66 after the screen transition, there'll be a hallway. And in this hallway, there's a door. You can choose to go in, you can choose to keep going. Most people will go in, because, you know, that's what gamers are. <laughs> that's what people do. That's what people do. Curiosity killed the human! <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh... So you go in, and there's this guy standing there. He has a white skull with two black lines, one going up from his eye and the other going down from the other eye. And he has this weird smile on his face. He's like, like I know you can't see it, but like... Yeah, it's, a, it, it's like a death rictus. And it's a real... Yeah, it's, it's something, it's there's something really off-kilter yeah. about it. And he's wearing this black robe. And so you can walk through him, but if you go up to him, and if you're playing on the PC or whatever, you can press enter or X, and he'll make this really weird, like, like, uh, this weird face, and it's like, his mouth, like, opens, uh, it's just like this really creepy face, and then he disappears. Because there's nothing there except for him. And so you go out of the room, and you're in the next room that you were going to go into. Mm -hmm. And that's all. That's what it is. And it's just... It's just creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you manipulate the fun value without getting too deep into the uh, I don't know how to do it. Like, you go into the files and you do something to it, uh, but I don't... I've never actually, like, known how to do that. Gotcha. Wow. Uh, but anyway, so after you do the True Lab thing, uh, you go to... Uh, home. Mm -hmm. New home. Which is the castle. New home. And so... The scene where you're like walking and Monster Kid is with you and you can see the castle in the distance is oh, really yes. cool. I love that. I love that There's scene. no music in that scene, but We haven't mentioned Monster really Kid cool. at all. Monster Kid is adorable. Just Google him. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's... Oh yeah, there's another thing in the fun value, which I've only gotten once, which is Goner Kid. And so, after the first bridge thing with Undyne, you can go back, and you go through the bridge, 
Um, and <clears throat> you can be carrying an umbrella, or you don't have to be carrying an umbrella. And so you can walk through, and then if you go back uh, into the other room, it's this little, like, plank of boards. And then there's just this little, he looks like, uh, he or she, I've never been sure, looks like Monster Kid. But gray. Just gray. And it's, uh, it's one of the Gaster followers, which are also manipulated by the fun value that you can encounter at different points in the game. And I've only encountered him once, and it was while carrying the umbrella. He says two different things, if you're carrying the umbrella and if you're not. Uh, if you're carrying the umbrella, he says something about the rain. And one of his most iconic quotes is, it's raining somewhere else. Mm. Which is... Yep, I've heard that. Yeah. That's the only, like, fun value thing I've gotten, <laughs> and so it's kind of special to me. Aw, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned it then. <laughs> but anyway, um... New so, home is where we were going. Yeah. You're going into new home, and so... I just took, like, a little university tour. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, like, walking through, and so you learn about the past of, like, the monsters and stuff, which we've kind of talked about, like, you know, the war and things. War. Um So then you can collect the the real knife and the heart locket, which are two, like, big things in the game. And Kind of like the Sword of Kings. Yeah. And, and, they're, of kings. and they're in presents that look like the Earthbound presents. That oh, that's cool. Drop. That's amazing. Yeah. So you go through, and then you come to this hall. The Judgment Hall. And Sans is standing at the end of it. Yep. And in the neutral and pacifist routes, he doesn't... He just sort of, like, passes judgment in air quotes, because he doesn't really judge you. Like, he's just, like... Uh, he just talks about your journey and what you've done and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, except if you've killed Papyrus, then at the very end, his eyes will go black, like he does when he's, like, serious. And he'll say, you dirty brother killer. And then mm -hmm. he'll disappear. Because he can teleport. Uh, and then he'll keep going. But in the genocide route, he finally takes a stand. Because this is the moment where he's done nothing for, like, the entire game. And he finally decides to do something about this. And so this is the iconic Sans fight. And With you have all... The iconic Sans You have song. all definitely heard this theme at least once in your life. I'm pretty sure that... I don't know if there was a Guinness record involved or something, but... I'm pretty sure it actually is objective fact that this is the most remixed, most covered video game song on YouTube. It's even and in possibly Smash. like song. Period. Yeah. It's yeah. It's even in Smash. But I think that this may be the most covered, most remixed, most reinterpreted song and you on YouTube. Probably all know the name of this song that yes. we are listening to. But for those of you who haven't guessed it yet, it is called Megalovania. Megalovania.
And we're back. And that was Megalovania. <laughs> and Megalovania uh, is Megalovania. Uh, Freebird it is. Yet another reference to show the different generations here. Oh, man. Okay, so the song is really good. It's not the best song on the soundtrack. Like, it's really not. But, but it's, it's so, so iconic, iconic that like, everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. And... The people who don't love it are wrong. <laughs> they mean, are not entitled to their wrong opinions. I can understand them being burnt out on it at this point, but the thing is, this song lends itself so well to reinterpretation. There's so many great versions of the song. I love the smooth McGroove version, like his vocal rendition of this is really good. Uh, my new soundtrack also did a great like Mega Man X style version of it that actually the Super Mercado Bros played on one of their remix episodes. Um, do you have a favorite remix of this one, Dusklight? Um, I like the one that... It's sort of like a meme version. Mm -hmm. uh, it it plays during the this YouTube thing, uh, Underpants, which uh, I'm pretty... I don't know if it was made by the person who made it. Probably not. But uh, it's on there, so you could... And also it's really funny, so you could watch it and listen to the theme. But yeah, I like okay. that one. What about you, Shukapal? Well, uh, a couple of days ago, I actually found a remix by this guy called Rohan Adioti on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, he remade this song in the style of Persona 5, and it's really good. It, it really sounds like Persona. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'll check that out, and uh, maybe maybe I'll play that underneath our, uh, our talking here. I'll, I might like pick out some different versions of the songs and play them underneath when we talk. I was actually going to do the Smash Bros. version of Megalovania, but I don't know. This one sounds pretty intriguing. I've kind of I've seen Megalovania has never really died as a meme, but I've seen a little bit of a resurgence lately of Megalovania, but it's and it's like something else. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So much has been said about this song. There's not really a whole lot more to say. I mean, so much has been said about Sans as a character. He really is a great, yeah. great character, yeah. and you feel for him so much. And when he does finally let loose, he lets loose. Now, I did want to figure out... So there's another song called Song That Might Play When You Fight Sans. Oh, yeah. Does that actually play, like, in-game sometimes? I think and so. And is there something that it's, triggers it, or is it random? It's like... Here, let me see. It's also a really good song. It's not on the playlist tonight, but you guys should look it up. It's very good music, just like everything else that we play. <laughs> and just like everything else in this game. So, Chukapau, what is your favorite song that we have not played so far tonight? Um, I don't know. We we played so many of the good ones. Uh, Spirit of Justice, Bone Trousel. I like the Heart dating Eight. theme song. Oh yeah, that's good. But we used that oh. for the preview. Oh yeah, we did use that for the preview. I forgot. Because it either already happened or hasn't happened yet, depending on when you're talking to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like there's one like big one that we didn't play. Which one? It's like a boss, like like a fight theme. Uh, Mad Dummy. That's a really good one. Uh, Muffet. 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 Yes. Yeah, we didn't play Muffet because she's like a mini boss. Yeah, that sort song is called. It's called Spider Dance. Spider Dance. It's, it's really good. Also, the slowed down version of it plays in Napsibok's house. Yep. Mad Mew Mew's theme, the the exclusive to the Switch version, is really fun. Apparently, the song that might play when you fight Sans is unused. 
and is not in the game files. Much of this song is made with instruments from the SNES version of Mega Man X3, particularly its iconic guitar sounds. Huh. Mm. Neat. Very cool. Well, we'll probably play that at some point in like an unused songs episode, which we're definitely going to do sometime. <laughs> but anywho, what is next? Dusk All right. The next theme oh, is oh. called Bergen Trucking. Bergen Trucking. Which is... The theme of... Asgore. We have known up to this point yep. is the king of the monsters. And is the guy that Toriel warned you about. So Asgore is actually Toriel's ex-husband. <laughs> What? And yeah. he's like the same kind of goat monster as her. Mm -hmm. And they had a kid. Uh, named... A kid. Because they're kid, goats. Because they're goats. <laughs> yeah. They had a kid named Azriel, which really, you know. Asgore, Toriel, but yeah. also Azriel in um, like scripture and Hebrew tradition is the name of the angel of death. Don't know if you knew that. Or the angel of vengeance, eh, depending. But One of them. Yeah. Before you get into it all, when you first meet Asgore, He's like watering his flowers. Yeah, he's like this really... He's this, he's this really nice old guy. He's the dad. He's a dad. Yeah, he is. He's a dad. He's king dad. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can tell that he really doesn't want to fight you. Yeah. Like, he's just like this nice guy. So you wonder why Toriel's been like... Warning you against warning you about it. And then you find out it's really just like X angst. But no, it's not. It's not really. Because <laughs> uh, he did kill a bunch of kids. <laughs> Human so, kids. Yeah. But, kids. but what happened was, so he had, they had a son named Azrael. And so one day, a human fell into the underground, and Azrael found a human. <laughs> now you're probably not going to think that the human killed Azrael. But that's not what happened. <laughs> what happened is, this human kid, Chara, Chara, Kara, Kara, there's a bunch of different ways people pronounce it. Nobody knows, like, the real way to pronounce it. You pronounce it Kara. I, I, I pronounce it either Kara or Chara now. Usually uh, Kara. Um, and I always think Chara because of, you know, mine and your mom's friend. Yeah. Your auntie. They find Chara and they sort of, like, adopt her. And she, like, kind of grows up as Azrael's sister. Yeah. Like... And so, well, I'm pretty sure that she's actually... Her gender is never actually mentioned specifically in the game, mm -hmm. but everybody, like, almost everybody calls her a she because it's like... Oh, uh, that is a traditionally feminine name. Yeah. And it Frisk... It means joy, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Frisk is uh, uh, referred to as they in the game, mm -hmm. but I prefer to think of her as a girl just because... I don't know. I just like the idea. I think that's partially because Toby Fox female. wanted to have a non-binary character there, but yeah. also because boys and girls play the game. And yeah, and they wanted to project themselves with, like, yeah. onto the character. Yep. And so, uh, um, so anyway, what happens next is Char got sick. Oh yeah. Um, and died, and so then her soul fused with Azrael. And beca they became like this super powerful monster thing, and so they actually Azrael promised to take her body back to her village, um, which he can now because he can go past the barrier yeah, because he's so, a human monster fusion. So they exited the barrier and he went to the hometown, and then a human saw him and freaked out because like it's a monster, mm -hmm. and all the humans started attacking him. But he didn't fight back. 
Keep in mind that he could have, like, obliterated all of them. Yeah, he could have, like, killed them all. But he didn't fight back. And they thought that he had killed the child. So he set the body down in the flowers. He stood up. And he walked away. He walked back into the underground. And he died. From all of his wounds. Yes. Yeah. And his dust scattered over the flowers on the ground. And so... As Asgore and Toriel had lost both of their children in the same night. As often happens, the marriage did not survive. Well, what happened was Asgore sort of just like declared all humans that fell down should Into be the killed. Would be killed, yeah. Because but, and Toriel disagreed. Yes, because she's the loving goat mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yay! And so she left him, you and bad, she went to go. Man. She went to go live in the ruins. Yep. So Asgore is trying to collect enough souls to become like a god. So he has to have seven human souls and break the barrier totally so they can come back into the human world. Yeah, you find all this out, yeah. and then he's like, so sorry. And he takes out his giant pitchfork. He's like, like oh, I gotta you kill to you now. <laughs> I gotta kill you now. Sorry about that. And does Bergen trucking mean something? He, he, he just, he just like, destroys know. the mercy button. Yeah, yeah, he literally destroys the button. Yeah, so you can't, even on pacifist, you have to kill him. Well, on true pacifist route, you don't have to kill him. But we'll get into but that. On the neutral the route, the, is the, mo- yeah, the, the closest neutral... you can come to pacifist on your first playthrough. Yeah. You have to kill him. Oh, and it's so, and other characters warn you, but yeah, I have not beaten him yet. I need to get back into it, I suppose. Yeah, his fight is pretty hard. One of many games I need to get back into. <coughs> Hollow Knight. <Right. laughs> Bergen Trucking Mountain Rapture refers to King in the Mountain, a prominent a prominent motif in folklore and mythology that is found in many folktales and legends. Oh, look at you, Toby Fox, going all like cultural on us. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, and There's so... also something about it, though, that just the, the, the word Bergen Trucking just fits this theme. Are we ready to play it? Is nobody going to mention trolls? The Bergens? The Bergens! In the Hall of the Mountain King. That's actually in, like, Wow, it's all, like, it's all connected. It's all, it's all connected, it's man! A, it's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> uh, such, yeah. So anyway, let's get into this theme, Bergen Trucking. And Asgore.
Oh, man. And this is the theme that I recognized in Toriel's theme at the beginning of our little playthrough tonight. Or close to the beginning. This has been quite a wild ride, Dusklights. Yep. I very much enjoyed it. The one musical little thing I want to note about this song is that... Did you hear that vibrato? That... Yes. It's like a goat singing, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> this song has... It has that sadness in it, but it's also very powerful. And like Asgore. Yeah, it, it's Asgore. The music in this game sounds like the character that it is, and it's... Oof. That takes... That takes some real deep metaphoring, y'all. Like, Toby Fox, this guy, he's a wise guy. <laughs> so. Yep, it's just Asgore's theme. We've talked is. about Asgore, we've talked about the backstory. We've talked about a lot of Undertale tonight. Yes. And, and I think we're ready to move into we... our last theme. So, before we get to the play out of the evening, which Dusklight will introduce for us, um, I want to thank everybody once again for listening. We need to talk about this theme, though, because it's really important. Like, you're going to talk about it before we play it. I know, but like... Okay, but real quick, just so we can get it out of the way. Okay. We hope you all been enjoying this season. I've really enjoyed the fan interaction. Our lovely patrons are Alex, the messenger messenger of A VGM Journey, video game music podcast. Kung Fu Carlito of the Heroes 3 podcast, who also did our hand-drawn artwork for the show. And who also featured the Dusklight artwork that we're featuring on this show, Arts. The last Recon of the VGM Fight Club podcast that fairly recently launched. And finally, Skeletroy um, of YouTube and of the creation of the very good theme song. So, thank you all very much. We really appreciate you. We also appreciate all of our listeners who write in, listen to us, um, sometimes guest on the show. Uh, Dusklight, that includes you. Thank Yay. you very much for being with us again. You're and welcome, I guess. You can find all of us. Uh, you can um, email me directly at verygoodmusicbgm at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube just by searching... VGM podcast or very good music VGM. You can find Shukapow on flab.io at Shukapow. Nope, well, that's Twitter. Yes, on Twitter <laughs> at Shukapow. And on flat.io as Lloyd Irving for Smash. Because... And it will remain that way until Lloyd gets in Smash. Yep. Feel free to connect with all of us in whatever way you can. And thank you all once again for listening. Desklight, tell us about this final theme and finish up our little journey of the evening. So our final theme for today is called... Well, I'm playing two basically in the same theme. Uh, Hopes and Dreams plus Save the World. Because they're both themes for Azriel Dreamer, who is the final boss of the pacifist route. True pacifist True pacifist route, yes. So you have to beat the game twice to get this final boss. <laughs> yes. And his fight is amazing, honestly. So what happens is you find out that Toriel has basically been following you the entire game mm -hmm. during this uh, true pacifist route. And so as Asgore is about to attack you for the Asgore fight, she yeets a fireball at him. And it's sort of like at the beginning when Flowey gets knocked off the screen, that's like what happens. <laughs> it's like the same thing. Ah. 
<laughs> Except I don't think it's with that sound effect. <laughs> Maybe. If it, if it was, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, but, uh... So yeah, that happens. And then she comes, she slides onto the screen like she does at the beginning. And she's like, hello, my child. Yes, I have been following you. <laughs> she doesn't actually say that, but okay, like. Okay, creepy, so, creepy goat mom. <laughs> so, that, so that happens. And so everybody just starts like, everybody that you've met, like Metaton, Alphys, Undyne, Papyrus, Sans, everybody just like, <laughs> everybody just shows up. And, yeah. and then uh, everybody just starts talking. And then Alphys is like, Hey Papyrus, um, that reminds me, what did, uh, how does she know to call everybody over here? And, uh, Papyrus is like, oh, a little flower told me. And then Alphys is like, a little flower? Like, she knows what's going on. And then Flower shows up and he's like, ha 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 ha, I have you now. And then he just like, electrocutes everybody and like these vines. I am a flower and also Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And yeah. Photoshop Flowey. Well no, that's the that's, neutral. That's in neutral. That's in neutral fight. Okay. Uh, Photoshop slash Omega Flowey. Uh, He's creepy. Terrifying boss. Yes. But this is not Photoshop Flowey. This, this is... is... Well, this first, it's just regular Flowey. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, while you guys were all talking, I snuck down into the basement and grabbed all the souls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I snuck down into the basement and grabbed all the souls. And so, so he has, so he just sort of like, so first he turns into like young Azrael, like, you know, kid Azrael. And he's like, finally, I was so tired of being a flower. And then he just turns into this huge, like overpowered goat floating thingy. And it's... Amazing <laughs> and terrifying. And so the song that plays then is uh, "Hopes and Dreams," okay. which is pretty much like the first part of this song. And then uh, "Save the World" is like the second part of the song, so they go together. Okay. And um, so the fight is like really intense, but you can't die during it. Like if you die, your soul breaks apart, like it usually does. But then it like it shakes, and then it just goes back. Oh, together. like Undying does when she's undying, because well, you're filled with determination. Well. Not, that's not what happened to her, oh, but like, okay. uh, uh, she just sort of like unmelted. Uh, and so your soul breaks apart and then it comes back together and says, it says above it, it says, but it refused. And so you sort of continue the fight. The future refused to change. You sort of like, <laughs> <laughs> you sort of like continue the fight, but it, it seems like it's from the beginning, but it's like not from the beginning. And so you just keep going. And then after the fight is over, he turns back into regular Azrael, and he's like, he starts crying, and he's like, I'm sorry, is he's like apologizing and stuff, mm -hmm. and he's like, I don't expect you to forgive me or anything. And so you can choose to hug him, or you can choose to not hug him. And everybody's like, I'm gonna hug him, because <laughs> he's adorable. Yeah. And so you hug him, and it's like a really sweet moment. He like wipes his eyes off, and he's like, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go back to being a flower in a little bit, but, uh, bye. <laughs> Aww. And so, uh, then, like, that's sort of the end of the game. Uh, Toriel's like, you should, you can go say goodbye to everybody. And so, if you travel all the way back to the ruins and to the first part of where you fell down, 
Asriel is there, and he's standing by the little clump of flowers that you fell in. And he's just sort of looking at them. And so you can talk to him, but you can't convince him to come with you. And so he just stays there. And so you can talk to everybody that you met. You can talk to the amalgamates, and they're like back with their families. Uh, and Alpha's like told everybody what happened. And they're back with their families, and it's like really sweet. Because they're all like yeah. together again. Uh, and then so you go back, and you exit the underground. And you're all just sort of there, like sta sta standing there, and like staring at the sunset. Staring at the sunset. It's and just it's talking. an iconic scene. And then at the end, after everybody leaves, you and Toriel are there, and you have an option to leave her or stay with her. And if you're not a heartless monster, you'll stay with her, <laughs> <laughs> and she'll become your new goat mom. <laughs> Uh, this... Yeah, this game so this is game. amazing. But anyway, let's get back to fight themes, because that's what we're going to be playing. Yep, we're going to play out with... Hopes and, Dreams Hopes and Dreams, plus Save the World. Save the World. Alright. Well, everybody, until next time, I'm Bedroth. And I'm Shukapow. And I'm Dusklight. Play very good games. Be very good people. And keep listening to very good music.
Don't fall down, it won't be good for the audio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna fall down, I'll be fine. And yeah, I also want you to be okay. <laughs> and not break stuff, including yourself. What is conversation? Conversation is when one person talks and then other people kind of pick up. It's what other people download podcasts to listen to other people do. <laughs> uh, Good point. Yeah, I guess. I love it so much. That was Bone Trossel, everybody. Watch you, Kapow. Give us your impression. Uh, Toriel. How the process. And that was not a computer sound effect for <laughs> I don't know how I can do that, I just can. That was also not the uh, the Toriel impression. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, so, Flowey is this little flower dude. Is Hi, I'm Flowey. Flowey the flower. Hold on, I need to cough. <coughs> Continue. I was actually gonna go back to you. <laughs> oh, um, well... This... Yeah, and, uh, she... Audio. <laughs> and so now he, like... I don't even know how to explain it. He, like, he just, like, yeah, he's, like, just, I keep saying, like. It's alright. That's what editing's for. And almost falls down for, like, the third time. <laughs> okay.